Hey y'all, welcome back to Sober Culture. I'm Logan, your host. And in today's episode, we are gonna be talking all about setting boundaries and how it relates to changing your relationship to alcohol. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today was because I was reflecting back on the last time that I slipped up and drank whenever I didn't intend to. And I realized that it all boiled down to not having clear, healthy boundaries. So in today's episode, I want to go over why so many of us, myself included, have a hard time setting boundaries. And I want to reflect back on this experience that I had. So hopefully you can learn from where I made mistakes. And at the very end, I also want to give you some tips that are going to help you get better at setting boundaries because y'all, I am so bad at it, but we're learning and we're going to learn together. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. So what do I mean by boundaries? So for this context of this episode, I want to use this word boundaries as what we define for ourselves as either acceptable or unacceptable. Whenever we're thinking about the interactions with other people, behaviors, whether it's our own behavior or other people's behavior and our expectations. And you can think of boundaries as these rules and limitations that we set both for ourselves and for other people within our relationships and throughout our professional and our personal lives. And there are a number of reasons why I think that boundaries are important whenever it comes to changing your relationship to alcohol. But I think it starts with understanding that boundaries are kind of like the foundation for setting up your environment so that you can succeed in changing your drinking. It also is really going to help you to create the types of relationships with your friends or your partners or whoever is in your life that you want. That's going to help you have success and support along your journey. I think that boundaries is sort of like this vehicle that we can use to help us move us in the right direction. And it really is important for setting the right foundation and the right environment for yourself whenever it comes to changing your relationship to alcohol. And this is going to look like a number of different things, right? You can have social boundaries around alcohol, like the types of things that you're going to do or the types of things you won't do or the places you're going to go or the places you aren't going to go, the people that you're going to spend time with or, you know, the people that you're not going to spend time with. Maybe you have to create boundaries around certain people in your life or create distance. And it's going to look very different for every person. But the point is, is that the boundaries are going to set up the structure that we need that's going to help us to prioritize and maintain this commitment that we have to changing our drinking. And I think that without boundaries, we run into a few problems. One of those being that without boundaries, we're way more likely to put ourselves in situations or be put in situations where we're exposed to triggers that are unwanted and a lot of the times just unnecessary just because of this lack of the lack of boundaries. And I found that I this happened to me often, like the situation that I'm going to explain to you guys later. And it can be really hard without boundaries to forge the types of relationships that are going to be supportive of you along this journey. 
And this is especially true if you're trying to change or navigate relationships with people that you previously drank a lot with or that knew you whenever you drank a lot with. If you're trying to change and redefine these without boundaries, that's going to be difficult. And the lines can get a little blurry and it can just be harder to achieve success whenever it comes to changing your drinking without clear, healthy, supportive boundaries. Also, I think that without boundaries, it's really easy for us to neglect ourselves and what we need. And this was definitely true for me. Like I failed to set boundaries for basically the first 20 years of my life and I still really struggle with it. And in turn, I had this feeling that like my needs weren't being met and they weren't in a lot of ways because I wasn't good at communicating my needs or my like the limits that I had or my expectations which this also stemmed a lot from not knowing what those needs and expectations were to begin with, which I talk more about in episode five. So you can go listen to that episode if you want to dive a little bit deeper into figuring out what your individual needs are. But anyway, without boundaries for a very long time, I felt like my needs were not being met. So overall, I think that healthy boundaries can be an absolute game changer. If you're trying to support a healthier relationship to booze or if you're trying to go sober, I found that learning how to set boundaries has made it so much easier for me to succeed in changing my relationship to alcohol. It's just it's up leveled the whole experience. And I think that it has a lot to do with the fact that it's like setting this foundation and it's creating structure around my my own actions, but also some structure around my relationships and creating some rules and some limitations. Cause I think that it is important to do that whenever you are trying to make such a drastic change in the right direction, having some support and structure can really be helpful. And I think that setting boundaries is a really good way to do that. So I want to touch on why I didn't set good boundaries for so long, because I really didn't learn how to do this y'all until I was like 20 And even then, I was like just starting to kind of get some exposure to what healthy boundaries looked like. And I think for me, I misunderstood boundaries for basically like the majority of my life, like the first 20 years of it. And I didn't have anyone at a young age who modeled good boundaries and what that looked like. And I think whenever I did watch boundaries being set, whether it was by like my parents or people that were close in my life, I was I watched them be set in like this cruel and very like unkind way and, you know, like, you know, in a way it was like unhealthy boundaries. And I think that over the years watching my family set poor boundaries, I grew up to believe that boundaries were just bad altogether when really I just didn't understand how to set healthy ones. And honestly, it wasn't until I was an adult that I was taught how to do it and how to change. I really had to go and change like my mindset about this whole process of setting boundaries because I grew up thinking that they were so harsh and that by setting boundaries, I was being inconsiderate of other people. And I had this belief that my needs and priorities should sort of take like the second seat and not to rock the boat or cause any sort of conflict. And I was always very, very conflict avoidant. And in a way in my head, I looked at setting boundaries as conflict. And I also had this tendency to people please. And I wanted to be liked. And I feared that if I set boundaries, then that would lead to rejection. And man, I didn't have any space or any more room in my young little child heart for rejection. I just I didn't have any tolerance for it. And so one way that I avoided it, or at least I thought I avoided it, 
was by avoiding setting boundaries with people. And so for a very long time, I didn't like the idea of setting boundaries. And as you could imagine, and I sort of flinched at the idea of having to do it and failing to set boundaries out of this desire to people please really became problematic for me because it led to a lot of resentment because I wasn't asking for what I needed and I wasn't being very clear about my expectations in my close relationships. So I often felt very like disappointed and just unheard and like my needs weren't being met, almost like I was making the assumption that the people around me should just be able to read my mind (laughs) and know what my boundaries are, right? Um, And this is not because of anyone else's fault. I just had a really hard time communicating what my needs were and what my boundaries were that were going to help maintain and respect those needs and meet those needs. And so I basically had a hard time in every area of my life setting boundaries, whether it was at work, with friends, with family. I just didn't know how to do it. And the whole idea of it just really turned me off. And deep down, like I said, it came from this place of like wanting to people please, wanting to be liked, wanting to be accepted. And also, I think just being afraid that if I was setting a boundary like that meant that I was being vulnerable with people around me about what my needs were. And I almost feel like I was afraid that if I expressed what my needs were and then they weren't respected or met, then I would have been like disappointed and I would have been experiencing like this rejection. And so that I think played into another part of why I was afraid to set them. And then again, just not having like good, healthy boundaries being modeled for me, you know, from a young age or at home. And so that just kind of set me up for failure whenever it came to setting boundaries for myself. And this brings me to what I consider to be a very important part of setting boundaries. And that is something I'm not the best at, which is communication. I am so good at keeping everything pent up and not speaking up for myself and not being clear about what I need. And this is especially true if I feel like it's inconvenient or if it's, you know, making someone else uncomfortable, which is like most of the time I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> but I think that communication is so key and I want to get more into this. And so I, I want to talk about the example. The last time that I slipped up and I drank whenever I intended not to and whenever I had made the commitment not to with myself I went back on that commitment and I slipped up and drank and I had this weekend go just not the way that I had intended. And now, you know, retrospections, everything looking back on this weekend, I can see how it all started with my failure to set boundaries. And so I want to go over this example with you guys to kind of show you how boundaries could have made like such a huge difference in my relationship to alcohol in this situation. So I was out of town for a concert and my partner and I had met up with a group of our friends from college that we hadn't seen in like seven years. And we had these plans. We were going to get together before the concert started and we're going to hang out. And going into the situation, I had this feeling that I had overcommitted to things that I deep down kind of didn't necessarily want to do. And the reason why is because I was trying to be accommodating to what my partner wanted and I was trying to be supportive of like him being back in town and visiting his friends. And I was just trying to be a supportive partner. So I knew kind of going into this 
situation that I had planned a little bit too much for that day because I had spent the whole morning with my sister. We had traveled the night before and then we went like straight from that to getting ready to going over to our friends' houses. So um, I knew that it was going to be a very social day, which can be just overstimulating for me and just a little too much. And deep down, I wanted to spend the day relaxing after being with my sister all morning because I knew that I needed to kind of mentally prepare to be in the concert environment. And instead, I agreed to go with him to our friend's house before. And it just very quickly led me to feeling overstimulated. And I just started having these like really, really strong urges to drink. And I was surrounded by people that were boozing. And normally like that doesn't bother me, but I was also having like all of this anxiety about these people that I hadn't seen in years and I was feeling tired. And then I started worrying about like how many hours there was, like there were left in the night. And I just, I started experiencing FOMO. And all of a sudden I just found myself to be like highly triggered by this situation. It also like reminded me of being in college with all these people, which was, you know, the period where I had my most excessive like drinking and drugging. And so after about like half an hour, my gut was telling me that I needed to just go back to the hotel and recharge. And that's really what I probably should have planned to do from the get go. But in this moment, like I knew that that's what I needed. But I didn't express that well to my partner and I didn't express what my needs were. I just kind of mentioned like possibly wanting to Uber back. And so he was like surprised and he's, you know, confused as to what's going on. And, you know, I just wasn't in the moment communicating well. And he expressed like some disappointment and I let his response sway my decision to leave. And I ended up staying. And what ended up happening was I felt very overwhelmed by the urge to drink and I ended up giving into the craving. Now, I don't want to focus too much on how I could have handled the urges differently in this situation because that could be like a whole other episode in and of itself. But what I do want to focus on for the purpose of this episode is how good boundaries could have made a huge difference in this situation. So first of all, I should have set clear boundaries before going into this situation. And that could have been done by communicating what my expectations were for my partner in the event that I felt like I needed to go back to the hotel. So that was both just like poor planning and poor preparation on my part. And I think that if those expectations would have been communicated beforehand, I think that it would have been much easier for me to feel supported by him and my decision to leave. That way he wasn't so like blindsided by me, by me mentioning like wanting to leave because I can see now like looking back how he was probably just like what like what do you mean you want to leave and so I can see how in that moment preparing better and having a conversation and also being clear about hey if I end up needing to leave I'm going to need you to be supportive in that decision that's setting a boundary that's setting an expectation for what you need from someone in your life in this situation you know the person that's closest to me in order for you to feel supported and for you to be able to do what's best for you And I think also in that moment, like in the actual moment of me knowing that I needed to leave, I should have better communicated that that is, in fact, what I needed and not left it like up for debate. I should have just expressed to him how I was feeling in that moment. And instead of just kind of brushing off my feelings, 
Because I know that in that moment, he would have wanted what was best for me in the long term. And even though he would have been disappointed by not being able to share that time with me, I know that he loves me, right? And he wants what's best for me. So I should have set a boundary in that moment by saying, I know that you want me to stay, but it's best for me right now to go back and recharge. And yes, this would have been a little bit uncomfortable. And I probably would have been a little worried about what people thought. But looking back, I would have rather been a little bit uncomfortable by setting that boundary and putting my needs first and going back to the hotel than having to experience the days of discomfort that followed because of my decision to use alcohol that weekend. And this goes back to that idea that I've talked about before about choosing your discomfort because it's easy in the moment to choose the temporary relief from discomfort, right? Or to avoid setting the boundary because it's easier. But this situation really reminded me of how useful it can be to think through and to weigh out just how uncomfortable and the amount of discomfort that hangovers make me feel, right? Because it's always more. Hangovers always make me way more uncomfortable than choosing not to drink or setting a setting a boundary, right? The amount of discomfort that I get from those things is very small compared to the amount of discomfort that being hungover brings. So I can see now that in that moment, I should have realized that my needs deserve to be communicated and I should have communicated them better. And another thing that I realized in the moment was that by trying to please my boyfriend and maybe our friend group by not going back, I ended up feeling resentful because I didn't speak up for what I needed. Instead, I just justified using alcohol as a way to cope with my discomfort. And I justified it to myself and to my partner. And my partner reacted exactly in the way that I would have expected him to because I wasn't being honest about my experience. I was brushing it off as just kind of saying, I really want to drink right now instead of being vulnerable and saying, hey, I'm really uncomfortable and I need to go. Instead of setting that clear boundary, I was making excuses and trying to accommodate other people's needs above my own. And in that moment, something that I really appreciate that my partner did was that he didn't parent me. And this is a boundary that he sets with me and that when it comes to alcohol, it's not his responsibility to tell me what to do. And he offers his support of me and figuring this out for myself. And he encouraged me to think about it before making this big decision to use alcohol. And he also, you know, made it very clear that it's not his decision to make, which I love because it helps me feel empowered to decide it for myself and to not feel like pressured from the people around me. Um, and if you know, any, like if you if you're not new here, and you know about my personal alcohol story, then you know that feeling empowered is something that I value so much whenever it comes to changing my drinking. And so, yeah, this whole situation just really showed me how my lack of boundaries before and during that whole situation set me up for failure because I wasn't able to meet my needs because I wasn't communicating them to the people around me. And I was putting other people's experiences and feelings above my own. And this is just a recipe for disaster because I know that my gut feeling in that moment was telling me, hey, you need to go and get some space and you need to go and recharge. And that's perfectly okay. And I wish that I could go back in that moment and tell myself, like, you deserve to have your needs met. So communicate them. It's, you know, it's a learning process. I now like looking back on all of my drinking, I can see how I used to do this all the time. I'd be in situations that I just wasn't feeling and I'd use alcohol as a way to just push through instead of setting a boundary, removing myself or doing whatever I needed to meet my needs. And 
I can see now that creating a boundary that weekend would have given me the space to kind of work through the craving that was coming up, which is sometimes like all I need. Like sometimes all I need is the space to actually observe like what I'm feeling and experience and why I'm wanting to reach for a drink in that moment. And in the case of like being at this, you know, basically like a house party, there was nowhere that I could go where I was able to do this. And so now looking back, I can see how setting a boundary would have given me the space to do that because sometimes you really do just need the space to figure it the fuck out. So I think that that would have been just a game changer for that weekend. Just going back to that moment and wishing that I would have handled it differently. Obviously, you can't go back in time. I'm not going to spend time like beating myself up because obviously that's not helpful. But I was able to look at this whole experience and really consider just how I could have used boundaries as a way to set myself up for success in that situation. And having boundaries whenever it comes to changing your relationship to booze just makes doing it so much easier. Like you have to protect what you're trying to do. And this is because like no one else is responsible for making the changes that you need to make to be this like happier, more fulfilled version of yourself. It's on you. And anyone that is worth keeping around will support that. And they're going to support the boundaries that help you get there. No one that truly cares about you and your success would expect you to elevate their needs above your own. And whenever it comes to changing your drinking, setting boundaries is helping you to improve your life. Like you're improving yourself. And by doing this, you're naturally more able to just be better to the people around you. And so boundaries in a way are also good for the people that you care about. So this situation with this weekend out of town with my partner really showed me how I have an area for improvement (laughs) whenever it comes to boundary setting and setting myself up for success and helping the people around me support my success. Because I think that having those conversations is really an important part of helping the people that are close to you know how to support you because you can't expect them to be able to just read your mind and assume how they need to show up for you, right? Because I think that it's easy for me to just assume that my partner knows how I need them to support me, (laughs) but that's not always the case. So I think that better communication and not being afraid to set boundaries is just going to be so crucial. So now I want to give you guys some tips on how you can get better at setting boundaries yourself. So the first tip that I want to give you is to consider why you might not be good at it right now or why setting boundaries makes you uncomfortable. Like, was this something that you learned growing up? Have you had people like consistently disrespect your boundaries? Do you feel worthy that your boundaries should be honored? Like I know for me, for a very long time, I struggled with self-esteem and I kind of had this belief that my boundaries didn't matter and that that is some deep work, but it, I think that it's important work to look at all of this and to look at your beliefs around boundary setting. Okay, the second tip that I have for you is to look for people in your life that are good at it and model that. So my best friend, Sarah, is a queen of boundary setting, and she does it in a way that really just highlights the confidence that she has in herself and what she will and won't tolerate. And also, she just has this way of setting the expectations of what she wants from the relationships in her life. And watching her set boundaries has really helped me to understand that it actually can be done in a way that is respectful and like admirable. 
So look to see if there's people in your own life that are good at setting boundaries. Or if you don't, if you don't have access to people that are good at setting boundaries, you can always find them online. Like I'm sure if you YouTubed it, there's probably hundreds of videos on healthy boundary setting. So try to find someone in your life that is good at setting boundaries and try to just use that as some inspiration. Okay, third tip, practice, practice, practice. Y'all, it gets way easier the more that you do it. So try setting small boundaries at first and then work your way up to the bigger ones. Eventually, you're going to feel more confident and setting bigger boundaries is not going to be nearly as bad and scary as it once was. So I think with practice, you're going to start to feel more confident in setting boundaries and you're also going to get better at it. It's just like riding a bike, like you're going to fall and it's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. Eventually, you will be able to do it. And it's going to be something that comes way more naturally. All right. Tip number four, I want you to spend time listening and spend time really getting curious about what your needs are. And then you have to find your voice to advocate for yourself. It's hard for some of us to set boundaries because we might struggle with just defining what those boundaries should be or what they should look like. And I think that this is something that you really have to prioritize. Reflection has really helped me a lot in discovering like what I wanted my boundaries to look like, but I had to spend time like figuring that out. And what I did was I started envisioning what I wanted my life to look like and what I want my relationships to look like. And then I started defining what structures and rules and boundaries that I needed in place to make that vision that I had a reality. And eventually I started seeing like where I needed to make those boundaries and what those were going to look like, not only for people like the people around me, but also for myself. And so I think that prioritizing time for this and really starting to get curious about what your needs are and what those boundaries should look like is going to be important whenever it comes to setting healthy boundaries. Okay, tip number five, I want you to start getting comfortable with the idea of discomfort. And know that what you're doing is what's best for you whenever it comes to boundary setting. And boundary setting is a form of self-care. It might be uncomfortable, but that is okay. With time, like I said, it's going to get more comfortable and it's not going to feel so foreign. And it's important to understand that you deserve to have your needs met. Don't forget that. You deserve it. Okay, tip number six, and this is going to be the last one. Be graceful with yourself. You might not be perfect at doing this at first, and that is okay. We're all learning. Like, just like I said, I am still bad at setting boundaries, but I recognize that I'm a work in progress. And one of the reasons why I like talking about my slip ups that have been a part of my journey in my sober, curious and sobriety journey. The reason why I mentioned my slip ups is not only to share like how those experiences have shaped me and my relationship to alcohol and the things that I learned from them. But I also hope that it helps you feel less alone if that's something that you experience too. And I want you to realize that like we're all human, including me. Like no one is perfect and you don't need to have unrealistic expectations for yourself, whether it's with your sobriety goals or if it's just with your goals with setting boundaries. All you have to do is commit to being better than you were yesterday. Like, that's it. You don't have to be perfect. You can mess up. You can make mistakes. That's okay. All you have to do is commit to being better. Okay, 
This episode is getting a little long, so I hope that this gives you some clarity on how good boundary setting can help you change your relationship to alcohol and how you can create this structure in your life that's just going to set you up for success with you and your relationships and your life as a whole. So remember, boundary setting is a form of self-care and you deserve to have them. Okay. That's it for this episode, guys. I want to invite you to join our online community for young people who are sober curious and those that are totally sober, all in between are welcome. Um, I want to offer you some support if community is something that you're lacking in your journey. Also, I send out a newsletter every Monday with sober nuggets and lessons that I've learned to help you stay plugged in. So you can find both the group signup link and the newsletter in the show notes, but also you can just go to my website, which is soberculture.co. You can follow the Instagram at soberculturepodcast and I am at soberculture on TikTok. Feel free to reach out and send me a message. I really do love connecting with you guys and I hope that you enjoyed this little bit of sober culture and that you find some success in setting healthier boundaries with yourself and the people around you all right guys I hope that you're doing well wherever you're tuning in from and I will catch you in the next episode